the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotion. Tony and Friends North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh, lowest rules, cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? Tony Schiavone. We're in uh, Slapdick yeah. 2019. What the fuck you want? I'm, I'm adjusting levels over here. Hang on a second. Okay, hey, we are... Uh, we Did are... you Schiavone the levels already? You know, has that become a word, yes. Schiavone? It's in the Urban Dictionary. Have you seen it? I swear to God, it's in the Urban Dictionary. You didn't know about this. You're full of shit. I promise I'm not. Okay. I'll fucking pull it up right okay. now. Okay. Dude, our shit's over. I don't think you understand. Like, okay. you giving up is international now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't really give up. I mean, at times I gave up, but I didn't. Well, I didn't really give up. What does that mean? It means I, it means I just said, I got to the point in my life. Look, and, here it is right here. Okay. Shivani, to squander opportunity by putting in minimal effort. <laughs> Here, here's the example. Tony could be working for a top new wrestling company, but he Shivani'd it. <laughs> that's referencing, of course. You don't believe me, but that's uh, real. And I didn't put that shit in there. I'll have you know. Uh, so yeah, wow. look, you're worldwide now, baby. Congratulations. That? that could be your new butts and seats. Yeah, it could be. Tony could be working for a top wrestling company, but he Shivani'd it. AEW. <laughs> You remember that time Cody cooked you a steak? Yeah. Set up a meeting with Tony Khan and you no-showed? Yeah. 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 I, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know the story? He sent me a uh, he sent me a text and said, we're going to Cody's. And I went, okay. What does that tell me? We I, means me and you, motherfucker. Okay. It's plural. We. Okay. I sent you the name, uh, his, his real name, his address. Uh, you, had, you had all you needed to know. Yeah. And I didn't show, and uh, uh, Tony Khan was there, and the Young Bucks were there. And, uh, and they made one too many extra stakes, so because they had that extra stake, they had MJF tease it to Pharaoh and throw it in the yard, but you could literally see your career flying out of his hands <laughs> into the fucking grass. <laughs> so we're going to be going to... Uh... Oh, we're going to be going to New York City the we're... Monday after WrestleMania. Right. I'm fired up about it, you and Eric Bischoff. Right, and we're going to C2E2 this weekend. Oh, fucking A, we that's are. Right. We've Absolutely. got two joint got shows two, with Eric. Two joint shows. That's right. I guess we should tell everybody you can pick up tickets for Chicago at 83whw.com. And uh, you're kind of nervous about Chicago. I heard you do an interview over the weekend where you were like, I don't know what to expect from Eric. Do you think he's going to fire you from a job that you don't have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has the balls to. 
to be honest with you. Because he's, I mean, the Eric Bischoff that I remember, you know, had the, the, the black hair and ran the NWO. And now if you just look and see any of the videos he does, he's just a decrepit old motherfucking man. I mean, it's, it's all he is. Right, you're getting a little cocky since you're on DDP yoga. I'm on to <laughs> Well, come see us. It's this Friday night. Uh, I okay. believe it's 8 o'clock. C2E2 After Dark. Tickets are on sale now. Only $39 right there at the South Building in the McCormick Place in Chicago. And you can get your tickets at 83WHW. Right. And then the Monday after WrestleMania, a little matinee action. Right. You know, there's no WrestleCon on Monday. There's no access on Monday. There's not shit to do on Monday. So if you're going to WrestleMania weekend, why not come join us? We'll be just a few steps from the Barclays Center. You'll be able to cruise right from our show straight over to Barclays for the biggest Monday Night Raw of the year. And since, you know, Bruce Pritchard has the book, it should be a good show. Yeah, I know. I mean, not really. (laughs) Our show will be much better than Raw. Come see us, whw83.com. And if Eric is still alive, he'll be there. Uh, So we're going to go backstage at Raw afterwards? Uh, I don't think I'm allowed back there, but... I can get you in. Okay. I know a guy. <laughs> well, I know Bruce Pritchard, too. Yeah, I don't think he has. I was told when he went to the pay-per-view last Sunday, even he wasn't on the credential list yet. So he had to sit out front like a Mickey Mark and wait until somebody said, I know him. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Tony, before we get going, we got to tell everybody about our friends over at Atlas. I know since Bruce is leaving me, now you're looking for a new gig, too. I, I want to help you out a little bit. And we can help our listeners, too. Man, Atlas Van Lines is the place to be. And we've been telling you about them for the last few weeks. These guys are hiring nationwide OTR and regional positions available. You're talking team drivers, solo drivers. Even if you own multiple trucks, come one, come all. 2,200 to 4,000 miles a week. And if you're willing to keep moving, they want to keep you moving because they've got the work to keep you on the go, man. And it's great money, dude. You can make 143 grand to $197,000 average on your first year, depending on which of the three divisions you drive for. That's straight up, man. That's a lot of money. And your home time could be seven to 10 days, depending on your routes. All your tolls are paid. You even have the optional maintenance program to boot. And they're not just stick haulers, but they do that too. And our man, Brett, the hitman Hartman and his team will help hook you up. If you're an owner operator, what are you doing? Give them a call today. Whether you're new to the industry and ready to ride off into the sunset, they can hook you up. Go new places with Atlas. Speak to a recruiter right now at 877-778-6959. Or for more information, check them out at facebook.com slash drive Atlas, or just check out drive for atlas.com forward slash wrestle. That's D R I V E the number four. Atlas, A-T-L-A-S dot com forward slash wrestle. I can't stress this enough. You can make 143 grand your first year up to $197,000. And that's just an average. Why wouldn't you do this? Give Brett the Hitman Hartman a call right now at 877-778-6959. Or go to drive for atlas.com forward slash wrestle. Or if you're on Facebook, just check them out. Facebook.com forward slash drive Atlas. You'd be glad you did. I was coming back from a basketball game, and uh, this was on Saturday, and I needed to call Dave about something. And usually, if I'm thinking about something uh, that I want to tell Dave about, I got to call him immediately, or I'll forget to call him, or I got to. And I didn't want to text when I was driving, so I called Dave Silva's phone, and <laughs> and it's Bruce on the phone. I think it's Dave at first, and Bruce goes, "Hello." <laughs> And I start just immediately getting into the banner, the Mexican banner that Dave and I always get into. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to need more details on that. Okay. Tell me about this Mexican banner. Are y'all just calling holds, placing Taco Bell orders? What are y'all doing? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll say, Dave, have you done that graphic? He says, no. And I said, well, then we're going we're to have to turn in your fucking green card. <laughs> Shit like that. that. That's how we do. Okay. Well, that's racist, Tony. <laughs> it's Dave Silva. Oh, it's oh, our yeah. friend. You've never said anything like this? Never in no, my life. No, of course not. <laughs> Why is he laughing? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He spent the night this weekend, and he wanted to like climb in the bed. And I was like, did you not see the pool in the Island? Get the fuck back there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're talking to Bruce. So Bruce, and I get halfway through it, and I realize I'm talking to Bruce Pritchard. I say, oh, fuck. So I asked him, I said. Can you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that came later. Yeah. I said, how's the new job coming? He said, I don't know. So what do you mean you don't know? It's been only two days. I said, bullshit. I said, you, you got your nose up Vince's ass already. He said, no, it's only two days. I don't know what's going on. So uh, just for those of you who are wondering about Bruce or care about the motherfucker, he's still working and doesn't know what's going on. And he's got business as usual. Business as usual. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, they, they have him there and uh, best of luck to him. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world when you got a bunch of writers. I mean, I really think that writers have kind of ruined it. Don't you think so? I, I mean, I, I don't well, you, know. I don't know what it was like before. I wasn't there. You well, were. No, look at the product. I, I just think. Oh, that, so you're shitting on current WWE uh, product? Yes. I mean, you were sucking Triple H's dick at Rick's birthday party. <laughs> this is <laughs> quite the reversal. <laughs> What's great is you went over and shook his head, hand and bowed like he was an Asian or something. And you're like, nice to meet you, Mr. Helmsley. And I was like, it's not his fucking name, Tony. Uh, he said, yeah, he told me it's Paul. That's right. Yeah. And he did say, I don't know if I'm, he said. Uh, Are you going to give a spoiler here? Yeah, I'm going to give a okay. spoiler. He said, right. you're going to be getting a call soon. And I said, fuck you. He said, no, you are. I said, okay. And I walked away. So I guess I Shivani that too, right? <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, had, I had been in touch with Triple H a couple of times about doing stuff on the network. And uh, so we'll see what comes about. Oh, thank you, sir. Who knows? Well, the beer's here. I feel like it's time to get okay, going. It's, it's, uh, with a little help from our friends. And okay. you know what? We've got, uh, we've got Larry fucking Thompson in the house today. We sure do. Yeah. Uh, he's he's on Patron. Right. He's pretty excited about that. Uh, he's already had a Dave Silva's quinceanera breakfast. So we're, now people are laughing, but that's really what it was. We had a little party. Dave right. became a woman today. So we're excited about that. And uh, at this point, Dad, what happens is you just count down and you say like three, two, one, play. Like you think you can handle that? Three, two, one, play. Let's hear it for Larry Thompson. All right. I was talking to Dave about this open. We, we used to do this open, and I never heard it. So I, I was not familiar with this music. I would see the whole open, but I never heard the open because they were always screaming in my ear to countdown. So when someone first played the Nitro theme for me about a year ago, I'm thinking... Whoa, whoa, you hadn't heard it until a year ago? Right. When I, we I played did. it at one of our shows. Right. And, and that, that's the first time you heard it? First time I'd heard it, yeah. God, you're such a Shivani. <laughs> so this open that we just saw, was that something you guys shot, or Turner shot that, or talk me through that? Uh, you, you're talking about the... Uh, the streets, the animated exploding yeah, and all that? It's something that was shot at Disney MGM. Damn, I'm, I'm rather handsome right there. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't use that word necessarily. Okay. Uh, but it was something that was shot at MGM at the at the MGM backlot or the downtown Disney, whatever they called it. And we used the Disney people and used their facilities to do it. Well, this is right in the midst of uh, of all the NWO stuff. And, you know, I used to have a bunch of Walt Disney shirts that they gave me. I don't think I have a one of them now. I think Are I, you disappointed about that? Yeah. I, <laughs> they're still selling that horse. Yeah, they can <laughs> okay. get it. I think I... This was... I mean, think about this. We are at the. This is this was big time. I think to be at the entrance of the Disney MGM Studios. This is something that Eric Bischoff was particularly proud of, was it not? Oh yeah, he should have been. Well, it certainly looked and felt big time when you guys did the flyover over the mouse ears and all that. Right. Because you guys used to like just bring hobos in off the street. What are you doing with your fucking fingers here? <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Are you, is that like a nervous tick? I guess it is. Seriously, I, I can't stop. What? Well, you're scratching your ass now. What are you doing? I, well, I guess I don't know. I'm scratching. How oh. would you describe your haircut here? Is this okay. feathered? Is that the right word? Yeah, it's it's feathered. I, 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 These days, it looks more fingered. Okay. <laughs> I've been in. I've been in the. Uh, I've been in the the hair and the makeup chair uh, for a couple. Hey of yo, hours. we're making more money than everybody. Yeah. And fuck you, Vince. <laughs> I don't. Those what, motherfuckers were heat magnets, were they not? Oh man, they really were. One of my favorite Scott Hall stories ever is the first time he met the Dudley Boys. He goes over to Bubba Ray and he says, "Man, what do you call your finish? I love it." And he says, uh, "Oh, it's the 3D, the Dudley Death Drop." He's like, "Man, that's awesome! I can't wait to kick out of it." <laughs> that's a fucking great line, is it not? Oh, Jesus! And he was fucking with Candido once, and he's like, "Man, you remember how?" You used to bully me on all the airplanes and talk shit about my girl and just really make my life miserable. And he's like, fuck you, you did that to me. And he's like, oh, I knew it was one of us. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> best line ever. This was an angle from WCW Saturday night. And I was, uh, this is something Eric and I always discussed. I don't know if we argued about it or not. I like this. You don't like it, though. What? No, I do like it. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I, I always thought that once Nitro went on the air and then once thunder went on the air that wcw saturday night meant fucking nothing and i said it, i said it's important for us to do an angle now and then on wcw saturday night that we show on nitro to make people want to see wcw saturday night so they think they've missed something and uh finally we were able to do a couple of things so, who shot this do you remember uh this would this would have been uh, neil pruitt as our producer and bill tinsley with the camera shooting it so uh, what I liked about Larry Zabisco's commentary is he would just talk about the most random shit. He just compared that attack to Napoleon and Caesar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, none of that. Had, I mean, how does that resonate with some motherfucker in uh, Albany, Georgia? Right. He, he doesn't know what the fuck that is. By the way, I guess we should mention you guys are here in Orlando because we're right in the middle of the Olympics right. in Atlanta. So right. you don't have you, you've sort of temporarily moved shit here to Orlando and, and Eric has talked pretty openly about the fact that he wanted to relocate the entire company to yes, Orlando during this time. Right. But what's going to happen on this episode brings a fucking screeching halt to all that shit. Does it yeah, not? It, it does. Um, this was kind of a combined effort with Turner broadcasting and, uh, and Disney because at the same time, the Braves started doing their spring training at Disney. So this was all kind of a goodwill thing. We'll bring the Turner people down. We'll have, spring training here. Uh, but yeah, it, it got to a point, especially after this show, it got to a point to where 
Oh, Jesus Christ. The Hacksaw Jim Duggan match to get us started. Well, I mean, that gets the fans fired up, right? No. No! <laughs> it fucking doesn't. Yeah. Oh, it, I saw him in the Charlotte airport last weekend. Really? He, he, believe it or not, while me and you were, I'm sorry, me and Bruce were out of town, there was a Comic-Con here in Huntsville, and of all the wrestlers they could book for that thing, they booked Jake the Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Good God. It, it was really weird, because in the paper on Monday, they said there was an opiate shortage in town. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But anyway, I saw him like limping along through the airport. Right. It's one in the morning, because his plane was delayed. He was not happy, but even then, fucking strangers were giving him the hoe, which I thought was the most like <laughs> indicative thing of, of what a big thing wrestling was in the 80s that I'd seen in a long time. It's one in the morning in a fucking airport. He's not carrying a two-by-four. <laughs> he looked like he's lost at Home Depot, and people know who he is. I wish people had given me the hoe. <laughs> I offered last night, and you said you didn't want to go to the strip club, so... <laughs> Hey, so uh, Mike Enos is in this. Is this the Battle of the Breakfast Cereal we're watching here? No, it's not. Uh, the Battle of the Breakfast Cereal is on the uh, network now, and Mike Enos is part of it. He's part of General Mills. One of my favorite things about Rough and Ready, I knew a girl like that. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things about this whole show is against the hard cam, like right in front of it, two front row seats, fucking dead ass empty. And yeah. so, you look, it's just empty. Yeah. Vince McMahon would never allow that horse no, shit. he would not. But I do believe that... Um, by leaving those chairs empty, you guys sort of tease that, hey, who's going to show up? Right. Who's going to be there? And it's fucking nobody. You just didn't put anybody in there. <laughs> Why didn't you have, like, seat fillers go fill that up, do you think? At that point, the seat fillers Shivani'd as well? Well, yes, I'm sure they did. And not only the people backstage Shivani'd as well. There's a fact that you watch this, and Craig Leathers is saying, those seats need to be filled. And then he tells somebody to fill them, and someone says, ah, fuck it. I'm not doing it. And that's kind of what happened. We were, this is, that just shows us, shows you how disorganized we were. We had so much going on, we did not know what to do next at times. Wow. I just realized that Hacksaw Jim Duggan and my dad have the exact same body type. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? He's pointing that, that ain't a pad, that's concrete. Oh, I got you. By the way, uh, tickets to this were free, correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. I can't imagine you guys actually charging people money for a Mike Enos match. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Mike Enos match? It was the actually when he defeated the guy from Kellogg's. Oh. I like the one where it didn't have a finish because Scott Hall interrupted it and put us all out of our fucking misery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, think he was re- I think he was wrestling Chick Donovan there. Okay. How well, about that guy directly in front of the camera? That looks like Cassio Kid's big brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's got a Tennessee volunteer hat on too. That makes sense, yeah, doesn't it? This was a pretty good. This was a pretty good look for an for an arena, though, don't you? I think? thought you were about to say this is a pretty good match. I was going <laughs> to slap you. <laughs> no, this is a pretty good look for the arena. I really think so. And the fact, especially at night when you can't tell, there's only three bleachers. Right. I mean, this looks like uh, an ECW show in Poughkeepsie. Well, but come on, it's Disney. It, it, it means. It's, How do we know it's Disney? There's no Mickey Mouse there. I would have had Mickey Mouse taking bumps. <laughs> Not the Michael Hayes kind of bumps, a different okay. kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think you can tell, well, I think you can tell it's Disney. I think it's got a very unique look to it. I mean, Did I tell you that I learned Ricky Morton's nickname the other day? Anybody was, else know this? I was at a dinner, and in the 80s, apparently amongst the boys, it was Ricky Snorton. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, holy shit, have I not heard that? That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's what, that's what gets the crowd going. Oh, reverse chin lock. Now, normally when we were at Disney, when we were at Disney, when we were at the, when we were at the studios and we were backstage. Is he checking to see if he gives up from a chin lock? Yes, he is. Backstage at the studios, they would have a guy that would warm up the crowd, tell you when to cheer, when to boo, all that. Didn't have that guy here. Do you think they needed it? Yep, they needed it. He came out and warmed him up, but because it was a live show, those were tape shows. Because it was a live show, he would just come out at the beginning and talk about how we wanted the fans to be a part of it, to get excited. If there's a guy you didn't like, you may want to boo him. He would say that at the beginning, but basically, and maybe a couple of commercial breaks, so basically he would stay out of the way after that. Tony, would you like a beer? Uh, no, I'll pass. Thank you. More for me. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're watching a Mike Enos Hacksaw Jim Duggan match. It's driven me to drinking. Yes, it has. <laughs> and not only that, it, they've, they've gone every bit of, what, 10 minutes here, right? That's about nine and a half too long. Wow. Get the three-point stats, run him over, yell ho, take a powder. <laughs> but you, you, can't have, you can't have great matches every second. No, no, no. There was a formula for Nitro that worked, and let me just see if everybody here agrees. Start with a luchador match. <laughs> That shit worked. Yeah. Where's Hooventude? Get his ass out here. Right. I know we're going to lawn dart Ray in a little while, but he ain't do anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they both went down. What a fucking bump. Oh, God. That looked like you and I in the hallway last night at the Conradison. <laughs> both trying to take that midnight pee pee. <laughs> That was like, like a 2 a.m. people. Who's that referee there? Uh, Jimmy Jett. Seriously? Yep. That's his real name or a gimmick name? That was his gimmick name. Well, what's his, oh, Whoa. my God. Oh. This match got worse. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I really, damn, can we fast forward a little? No. Oh, oh wow. That was actually decent. That was very good. That should be Did he finish. kill him? He's going to kick out a Rick Rude's finish. How about that? This was, I'll tell you guys, this was a great time to be in WCW for us because we did, we did shut the offices down in Atlanta and we did move our operations to a... Uh, what hotel did you a, stay at during this run? I stayed at, uh, I stayed at a Disney hotel. I can't remember which one. We Grand Floridian? At, no, this stayed at the Grand Floridian. I stayed at Wilderness Lodge a couple times. Uh, Sounds like Klondike Bill would have enjoyed that place. <laughs> yes, he would. But it was it was a great time to be in WCW. We were we were having a lot of fun doing our show. Man, the fans are into this, aren't they? Look at that. No, they're not. Okay, <laughs> but you stop. How about they're selling concessions right on camera? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. So, what's Keith Mitchell doing here for this show? He is in the truck as a producer. He directed for us a little bit, but he's in the truck as a producer right now. And basically, Keith is probably, he's the one telling me that we're going to break. I would always have someone from the truck tell me where we're going to go to next. And then I would end up somebody from the wrestling side in my ear telling me what to say. 
didn't get too bad. wasn't too bad at this point. But it as progressively as progressively we got worse. It got worse for me, or got worse for the announcers. Uh oh! He's come up with a gimmick. Hacksaw's reached in his trunks. Help me understand. <laughs> if I wrap my fist in tape, I can knock motherfuckers out. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> How is that legal, too? Like the referees, are, it's just hanging. As Larry just said, tape is only legal when it's taped around the wrist, ankle, or an injury. What a shitty referee. He needs to get on this job. <laughs> and we're going to go to our Pep Boys Pin of the Week. See, we didn't have sponsors for this stuff, man. You knew we were rolling in the money, or somebody was. I like that look, guys. Uh, serious business. Was 96 your best year financially up to that point? Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Give us the call here, goddammit. Okay. Right hand by Hexaw Jim Duggan. Down goes Mike Enos. One. Two! Did he kick out? <laughs> I wanted the match to continue. And there it is. The power pin of the week. How have we just missed it? It was in front of us this whole time. You pronounce his last name Anus? <laughs> Anus. What's, uh, what's Mean Gene saying here? Well, how's that, Jim Duggan? I noticed that you put tape around your... It's the same type of tape that they put around my waist... When they gave me a kidney. <laughs> the first time or the second time, Gene. <laughs> you see, I, I have it on good authority. You're drinking those clear ones with Ric Flair. We're all concerned about you. So we've got our friends here together, and this is called a gene intervention. And, and your drinking has affected us in the following ways. Number one, you brought us all to Atlanta, and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing down here. <laughs> The concession guy got more goddamn TV time in my match than I did. And I'm, I'm a little offended by that. And I don't know what to do now but blow snot. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I've had a gimmick cross eye for 20 years, but I suddenly forgot. <laughs> Where's my fucking board? I'm, I'm lost without my board. I saw on the network recently that Matt Riddle had a whole chronicle done about his journey to the WWE, and in the background was an autographed two-by-four by Hacksaw. And I lost all respect for Matt Riddle at that very moment. <laughs> if his aspirations... I'm talking to you, Matt Riddle, right now. Don't ever aspire to be the next Hacksaw. Okay. Hulk Hogan, there's one of your friends again who got a job, thanks to you. We're talking to Hack, about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And who knows what's going to happen. The NWO could strike at any moment. And we're back with... Oh, we're back with the fuck... We're back with more after this. Didn't that feel like when the newsman is trying to do a report on the scene and there's a guy in the background yelling, Baba Booey! Like, that was fucking Hacksaw right there. Hey, Arn's looking to see if there's a podcast in his future. <laughs> is Conrad in there? I got an idea. <laughs> you go get somebody to learn me how to run that equipment? All right, what's Macho Man saying okay, here? Oh, I'm going to snap into a Slim Jim. I made more money doing Slim Jims than I did with the UWE. What did you think of the logo? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. That one kind of sucked. But yeah. The Nitro one was awesome. Oh, somebody here likes the old Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, it's Clint from Hershey. He, okay. he doesn't count. <laughs> okay. How about that bionic arm? Is that a Lex Luger rib right there? No, uh, that was actually Sid's arm they used. Sid's arm was made of metal? No, Sid. They used... Oh, you know what I'm saying. Never they, mind. Okay. 
There you go. How about that? We're Disney. Get to work, motherfuckers. (laughs) By the way, this is my favorite podcast of the three. I just want to be clear about that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everybody here's dead except Ric Flair. <laughs> Man, you look at Deborah and you think, why not me? <laughs> well, I was thinking, well, never mind. <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite Ric Flair robes right there, the green peacock. Yeah. He showed up in the WWF and confronted Hulk Hogan wearing that one on the uh, funeral parlor set. Mm-hmm. And he had the big old belt. It was awesome. And I was like, man, that's the coolest fucking robe ever. And uh, nobody knows where it is now. So if you know where it is, slide them DMs. I'm a cash buyer. Because that's a cool one. Deborah. Yeah, I was When was the last time you talked to her? Uh, I, I talked to her last week, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah, I tried to... I tried to get her to come here to this event. Wait, wait, what was she going to do? Meet and greet. Like a private one with just you? Or... No. <laughs> Lois, I've got to go meet the slapdicks in Huntsville. <laughs> Don't ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, good God, Sting. I don't remember him looking like this. But uh, she couldn't. she couldn't make it. And she's just down in Tuscaloosa, so she's not that far away. What the fuck is she doing in Tuscaloosa? That's where she lives. But why? I don't know. Nobody lives in Tuscaloosa on purpose. <laughs> That's it. She's got. They ju- don't. They go there on Saturdays and then they leave. What do we got here? Oh, it's the Macho Man Wrestling. Okay. How about Mongo? He's uh, your second favorite horseman. Do you want to share why? Uh, you guys not heard of this story? <clears throat> We were uh, we were in, we were in Orlando. It may have been this during this TV taping time, and uh, there had always been talk that that Mongo and uh, Deborah don't know if it's true that Mongo and Deborah were swingers. Know if you've heard that or not. So we were we were in, we were at the Ale House in Orlando. That explains the push with Eric Bischoff, doesn't it? <laughs> <not? laughs> and. Uh, we were in Orlando at the Ale House, and we were getting up, and it, it was just me and Deborah and, and Mongo and a couple other guys. And Mongo stood up. He said, well, I got to go. And he threw down some cash. He said, I'm going to go back to the hotel and watch Tony fuck Deborah." And? Well, I thought it was a very nice gesture. <laughs> this was not. Look at Glacier. <laughs> What the uh, fuck? Is that what you were trying to do to Deborah's cooter? Hi-ya! Hi-ya! <laughs> uh, Ray has a wrestling school now where he trains guys. What a fucking in, rib that is. In, in Atlanta. Uh, he's does, a, does Virgil have one too? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to finish the story, I, I just fuck laughed. Fuck Deborah. No, I did not. I just laughed it off and walked can away. We, can we put shirts up that says, Mongo, let me fuck Deborah? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would get over. Well, you boy, you're not kidding it, would. Wow. How about this as a uh, Hall of Fame group? I mean, everybody in there is going to be in the Hall of Fame except Mongo. He'll be in the Football Hall of Fame, probably. 
Yeah, he should. Is be. it weird that I get a little sad every time we see woman? Oh yeah, and and when you see a Liz as well, I get very sad. A little less sad. Yeah, I know because of how their lives ended. Man, sting with dark hair and the, the like the very vibrant pastel colors it just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. No, anymore. It, that's why when he when I think out. of him as dark hair, I just automatically think of Crow. Right, and he wasn't always, but it is a little weird. Well, this is right. I guess this is one of his last appearances before he went full Crow, right? No, he goes Crow in September. I think we're in July, so we got a couple more months of this. Right. It's amazing how much more excitement and gusto this match has than what we just saw, right? Well, the fans uh, know these guys; they're stars, right? You know, you had Mike Anus. Oh, well, I mean, Duggan was a big star. Compared to what? <laughs> Compared to Mike Enos. Oh, yeah. That's fair, I guess. Okay. What do we got over here? Oh, it's a gimmick table. So, yeah, the, the okay. deal is around this era, you guys had like this spread for flair. Uh-huh. It'd be silver platters with oh, champagne. Okay. For I don't know who the fuck thought of that terrible idea, but yeah. you had it, and they finally used it. And they, used they it brought it out to ringside for him, right? Supposedly, Flair would call a press slam in every match. Like with Sting, that was his go-to, like press slam. He says whenever he didn't know what to do with Sting, he would just say, ah, just have him give me a fucking press slam. (laughs) And he says early in his matches with Sting, he'd call four or five of them. Who was a little more paranoid about their wrestling career, DDP or Macho Man? Oh, Macho Man was. You got any good Macho Man paranoia stories? Uh, only that he was like Randy was a, was kind of like a, a a loose cannon all the time. I mean he 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 always was questioning things, and I mean he was always a pro. He was always ready to go, but he always questioned things and always asked me, you know, why are we doing this? What are we doing? I remember the time that no one could get in to see Eric. I think I've told the story before, and. Uh, he needed to get in to see Eric, and, and Eric, he was in Atlanta, and the door was closed, and Eric was on the phone, and, and I said, well, just, I just said, open the fucking door and, and go see him. You're the fucking macho man. He said, I don't know. I don't want to. I said, yeah. So I knocked on the door, and Eric said, yeah, I'd open the door. I said, Randy wants to see you. He said, tell him to come in. Macho man says, I like you. I like you a lot. I'm going to come to you with a lot of shit, and he would come to me with a lot of shit. Hey, tell me uh, what's going on tonight. What do you know? What have you heard? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. So I guess I became his stooge, in a way. Oh, let's see what he can do with Mongo. Oh, tagging Lex Luger? <laughs> Things are taking a turn. <laughs> you know, you just assume with Macho Man, okay, Macho Man will be able to make this passable. Lex Luger, and look, he knows it's a rib. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> can we not have Sting? The tag Sting. <laughs> Why didn't we do that? God damn it. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Well, it's Mongo. You might as well go in there Fuck up something. Lex never knew how to. Well, how greasy is Lex Luger here? Is this the best Luger ever looked? Uh, I don't know. The best Luger ever looked was back in the mid 80s. I think when he first started. Mongo, of course, is Matt Coon's favorite wrestler. Uh huh. Watch him lock up. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't never, never knew how to lock up. Luger's hands would like go in circles and then he would lock up. 
Oh my oh. god. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I think I think he was I think he was too greasy that time. He slipped right off of him. You know you're shitty when Lex Luger's like, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> Oh. oh, let's repeat the same spot. Is that what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, let's, let's try, try it again. Try it again. Nope, the tag out rig. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's when got, in doubt, it's fucking he's wearing got the out. yellow boots on. I don't think those are the same ones. Not the same ones? It might be. I don't know. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> I used to own those green trunks he's wearing. And what happened to him? I sold him. Oh. Wow. So Lex Luger uh, is my buddy Brian Rogers from South Carolina's favorite wrestler ever. How the fuck is that even possible? Yeah, I, I, I thought this. He's a mid-Atlantic wrestling super freak and loved everything Crockett, everything NWA. But his favorite was somehow Lex Luger, which I just can't rationalize. Me neither. I guess he was a body guy. Well, I guess I guess so. Well, I mean, obviously Lex got a pretty big push, and he was probably an impressionable young man at that time, and that's exactly how it happened. Well, everything Benoit did looked great, didn't it? Almost. Jesus. I don't know why all are fucking groaning. <laughs> but no, it did. I mean, he was just so... All of a sudden, he made it look real. Watch out. Got the announcers down there. I never liked Benoit as a horseman. I know I'm in the minority. It didn't make sense to me. He wasn't a strong promo. He wasn't uh, braggadocious about all of his swag and shit. Right. That's kind of what the horsemen were. Right. So you were more like the Paul Roma type guy? Fuck you. <laughs> no, Tully Blanchard to me is the most underrated horseman ever. Oh, he's. Uh, but, you know, I just. Benoit was not was not my favorite horseman. Yeah, and neither it, neither was Dean Malenko. Yeah, the, the horsemen were Flair and Arn and Tully and Barry Windham's my fourth favorite. Okay, mine's Ole Anderson. Ole. I get that because you're real, real old. <laughs> well, and I that's where we started. But no, Ole was great too. Yeah, and was not inducted into the Hall of Fame, was he? With the rest well, of the well, he refused to go. So he there's did? that. Yeah. And the first time he met Linda McMahon, he told her to go fuck herself. Right. Yeah. So I don't think he gets to tell him, go fuck yourself, and then later ask for $5,000 in a class ring. <laughs> no. No, it was something only regretted, too. He talked to us about it uh, that one that weekend we had. He the, thought it was going to go under. Right. He thought that, hey, oh, this is bullshit. And, yeah. It'll never work. And Vince McMahon said, I want you to meet my, my wife, Linda. And he said, fuck you and fuck her too. And, and that was about it for Oli's career for Vince McMahon. Do you think Rick knew it was a rib whenever he tagged in Mongo? <laughs> Who's calling spots here? Oh, Rick. She, Rick is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he probably is from the outside. Tell Mongo I wasn't kidding. Like yeah. Rick's, Rick's calling spots from the apron right now. Because Mongo doesn't know what to do. He no. never went to wrestling school. They just put him in there and said, oh, you're a football player. And you can tell, like, he's just watched three or four shows. And here we go. 
I don't think there was any plan to have Mongo become a wrestler. I, he was, no, it was just a commentator, commentator get a little buzz. Top, right. You know, he won an award for his radio show there in Chicago, and they thought, oh, this will be good. It's a PR and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Did How he? about the uh, Macho Man outfit right here? I just put it together. That's the uh, like that's the inspiration for the Young Buck gear. Wow, like it's fucking identical. Tassels on the bottom and everything, right? Absolutely. Man, what could have been with Benoit? Huh. You know, absolutely. It's weird that, you know, at the time, we didn't nearly know what we know about CT, uh, CTE. Right. But now, given what we know, it's like, what would his career have been? You know, like Christian had to retire from concussions. And, of course, Daniel Bryan nearly lost his career because of concussions. And imagine when Benoit's career would have really been shut down had we known right then what we know now about CTE. Well, every time we see him take that flying headbutt from the... Uh Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Because the head takes, obviously, a lot of the... You're right about the Macho Man's gear. Dude, that's fucking... I mean, he needs to start super-kicking motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys are putting some time into this match. Well, they have to, because there's going to be a huge smudge in a little while. It's going to take a bunch of time. Right. So let's give them something decent. Right. And Cassio's uh, cousin is into it. He's standing. He's in the front row, but still standing. <laughs> Boy, Nancy knew when to get involved. She had great. How weird was Nancy in real life? No, she wasn't. Well, she wasn't weird at all. She was a tough lady. I've heard that she used to beat the shit out of Kevin Sullivan. Well, yeah, she did. Uh, they, I mean, they they've gotten fights. She carried a she carried a razor blade with her all the time. I've heard that she used to tape like blades, like wrestling gimmick blades, to her fingers, uh-huh. and would go through airports. And if, as she said, marks would try to bother her, she would like pat them on the back a bunch. And every time, little pinpricks in their back, so they'd start bleeding through their shirt and not know it. And it was her little way of don't fucking bother me. Wow. Shane Douglas told me that. Wow. You believe that? Yeah, I do believe it. It's yeah. hard to imagine that there's a lady walking through an airport with fucking razor blades taped to her <laughs> fingers. And everybody's like, oh, I buy it. <laughs> no. It, it, <laughs> anybody, that, anybody that knew Nancy knew that that wasn't, uh, that wasn't hard to believe. But anyway, she was, again, if you worked in the business with her, she was a sweetheart. And I, I you know, you talked about her beating up Kevin. I don't. I don't know if she beat up Kevin, but I. I. I heard some of their arguments, and they were. They were great arguments. I was taking notes. Great arguments. Oh yeah, I was taking notes of what to what to try to say to your wife when she, she has you did the right something. Like, oh, good. Hey, let's do a little F Mary kill. Oh no. Well. Just just to be clear, you can't kill woman. I'm not gonna allow that. Okay. All right. All right. But you got woman, Deborah, and Liz. Okay. They're all on the outside right now. Okay. Flair's Lady Killers. Okay. Chat me up. I got to kill one of these? Well, I'm you have to two. kill Deborah just on GP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who are you effing? Who are you marrying? Uh, I'm marrying Liz, and 
an effing um, woman. All right, so Jimmy Hart is freaking out. Here we go. Probably because I just crossed the line real bad on the show here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to get the cameraman's attention and take it to the back. And here comes maybe one of the most, at this point, either the most or second most important moment in Nitro history, yeah, probably. I would think so. You're going to see the moment that, uh, that really ruined our relationship with Disney, too. How about this? You knew when Jimmy wasn't wearing sunglasses, shit was real. <laughs> I wonder if he's freaking out because nobody's mentioned Jimmy's famous tiki deck. We got beer in cans, goddammit. Beer in cans. Come on, in the back. And there's Arn. Yep. And what uh, ruined our, our thing? That's Scotty Riggs. Or buff? Oh, there's Scotty Riggs. Yeah. What happened to my meal ticket? <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. The biggest moment in Nitro up to this point. Yeah. One of them. Here we go. Yep. How do you guys even pitch this? Okay. Doink. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. No, it doesn't. So... Uh, rescue squads start coming, police start coming, and if you're Disney, you obviously don't want something like this at the entrance of your park, right? So this is what... This then, is the best part of the whole thing yeah, to me, though. Yeah. Macho, macho Man, not planned, not scripted, just like, well, I'm here, I gotta do something. I'm gonna jump on a moving fucking car. <laughs> this was not planned. No. He could have fallen and really injured himself, and they would have been legally obligated... And now everybody in the arena is like, what the fuck happened? Well, just sit tight. We got 20 minutes of this shit now. <laughs> but it was a cool moment. They're selling it like, you know, everybody's been attacked by bats. But the whole Londar thing. Yeah. Chat me up. Whose idea was that? And, and how easy is it to sell Ray well, Mysterio? It's not on hard to sell Ray on that. And it was, Ke it was Kevin Nash's idea to do that. He said, I'll just take you and I'll throw you towards up against the the trailer. But I don't think they talked about him going head first. It was Ray who kind of improvised going head first. He was just going to throw him up against the, the trailer. Do you think Buff's on the ground there because Joey Janela caught him at Starcat? <laughs> never mind, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Buff, Buff, what happened? It's Conrad. He sent people after me. Oh, Arn. Oh, God. Well, he is fired up at Vince right now, is he not? Yeah, man. <laughs> I saw Arn many, in a position like that many times. Usually at the bar, though. At the bar, right. How uh, how much is our woman and Liz selling this, by the oh, way? God. They're probably two of the, the low-key MVPs of this segment. Yeah. Even Flair's like, fuck, baby, you're calling it. What do you want us to do? <laughs> he had a baseball bat. Yeah, she was tremendous, wasn't she? I love that Buff's pretending, or Sting's pretending to give a fuck about Buff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that anybody there is pretending to give a fuck about Buff. Wait, are these your calf implants? <laughs> 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 oh, God. 
You know, that's my favorite part. Yeah. They, th- they threw a Mexican wrestler into the trailer. Send the fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? How about Alex Wright in there? Yes. He's, hey, by the way, he slid my DMs. Looking for a stark ass bucking. Oh. Never heard of that guy before on social media, but he found me. Hmm. Well, you're you're out there now. You know who will not be at Starcast? Buff. Alex fucking right. <laughs> There's a spoiler. Okay. Uh Buff Bagwell too. Yeah, he's on the list too, yeah. Is Scott Steiner coming back? Of course. Scott Steiner's the man. Yeah, of course he is. There's fucking Eddie Guerrero, man. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. Bruce Pritchard refers to him as the uh, Mexican Shawn Michaels. Uh, is it amazing to you that that Ray is still out there taking bumps like he's doing now? Years well, it's, what's later? even crazier is you think about what a high-profile spot he's in right here. He's 19 right. years old. Jesus. Dude's 19. He can't buy beer legally. That's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Arn Anderson looks 50 there, and he looks 50 now. <laughs> this was really a good angle. It was, but, it was great. It, but it was the wrong place to do it. No, I think it's fine. It worked out. <laughs> I'm glad you guys didn't move to Orlando. Because well. you would have become Impact Wrestling. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Y'all would have done more studio shit, right. and it would have looked terrible. Well, we eventually got moved out. I had to start going to uh, start going to Universal, and this helped pave the way for it. And David Crockett, uh, who we've had on one of our live shows, was right in the middle of this because David was the one that had to basically choreograph all this. So he had to organize the uh, fire trucks and yep. ambulances. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, this is this is a great moment. This is uh, this all of a sudden made it look. It adds a level of realism, right? That you don't normally see. I mean, you guys had Hacksaw Jim Duggan out there earlier, and now this. That is a a contrast of two wrestling styles. Yep. A more cartoonish, tongue in cheek, funny, ha ha, versus. And I think what most wrestling fans really look for, because we all we all have this unstated agreement to suspend disbelief right right and so we watch something like this and a big portion of the fan base goes okay i know all that other stuff all the press slams and all that was bullshit but this this was real and when you can make even quote-unquote smart fans wonder whether or not something was real how about that fucking the EMT is like trying to take his yeah. mask off and he's like, God damn it. Don't touch that. <laughs> no, that's sacred. Leave it on broken neck or not. Can you imagine if like in real life, Mill Maskers had surgery and he's like under anesthesia requiring the mask to stay on. Anyway, when, when fans say, okay, but this was real, right. that's what, I mean, even you as a kid, do you remember Right. When the guy started fucking with uh, your your grandfather's cane or your right. bro- whatever. Right. My Uncle John <clears throat> hit Greg Valentine in the head with a cane. One of the great moments of when I was growing up. And it was real to them. And there was always the hook. There was always something in a wrestling show that made you think, well, this is bullshit and this is bullshit, but this shit's real. And this was a moment in our show when it was real. 
Whose ringtone is that? <laughs> Please, God, let me know that was Silva's. <laughs> that sounded like a fucking NSYNC song or Backstreet Boys. Oh, it's Silva's, probably Menudo. <laughs> oh, look at look at Benoit selling it, man. Is Benoit crying? Yes. Look at that. My God, this is uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> it, it really is in a way, isn't it? Like Benoit trying to make himself cry. I do need to say the fucking announcers are great here. Here's the one thing that's bad about this segment, Tony. I know you're going to disagree. Okay. It's too fucking long. Oh, no, no, I, I agree. People have already changed over, and now they're watching Teal Hopper wrestle Flash Funk on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> Seriously, the segment was great, but it was too long. And yeah. how about this? You can't convince me to care about Scotty Riggs. No. That ain't happening. No, you're right. Didn't care then, don't care now. Thanks for listening, yeah. Scotty. The segment could have ended with Randy being taken out of the limousine. Well, maybe we need to cut. I would have matches going on right now. Right. And then I'd cut back and still show the behind the scenes, you know. Right. Chaos. In real life, wouldn't you just send Haku out and just let him eat the NWO? Yes, he Yeah. Yeah. He's pissed off. Watch out. Don't push him. I think if he would have eaten Benoit right there. Oh. Doug Dillinger's useless here, as you know. <laughs> You're supposed to be security, and you just let everybody get fucking destroyed. That's right. I need somebody to run down right now and say, Doug Dillinger, this is all your fault. You're fired. <laughs> Good God. You're, you're right. All right. Wow. Look at your fucking mullet, dude. <laughs> you got that Rumpelstiltskin hair. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, and the gold <laughs> chain. What are you doing tweaking your nips? <laughs> Dude, you're like an extra from The Sopranos. <laughs> you're part of Johnny Sachs' crew right here. <laughs> oh, we got to go back. Shit. So a neck brace, oxygen, and uh, we're checking the pupils for getting hit in the leg with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. He got hit in the leg with a baseball bat. Oh, God. Oh, there's the Ken doll. Okay, yeah. It, it became real right now, didn't it? How much hair dye Eric using right here, for real? Oh, my God. I didn't. Heena's going to make it real now, too. I'm not going to do a wrestling interview. I'm talking to you man and man. Yep. You see that guy to your, you see that guy? He's talking about the nerve damage in his hand and the yeah. neck injury, and it's not worth it to him to be yeah. out here. Right. Mahina does have a level of realism. Right. And he's sort of addressing Eric like it's not worth it to me to be out here, insinuating that he's the boss without explicitly saying it. Right. He's wearing white pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm itching there, too. What the fuck? Well, Lois has got to get rid of that fucking dog hair, man. <laughs> it's in your laundry. It really is. Speaking of dog hair, we gave away a bag of dog hair at our low-key big hog weekend. Yes. I mean, 
we said door prizes and, yeah and i brought like a slam crate right and and fanny packs and right. replica belts right and you brought a bag of fucking dog hair <laughs> what type of goddamn psychopath are you <laughs> <laughs> they'll love this watch <laughs> well who wouldn't like dog hair right <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. No one, no one answered on that one. <laughs> I'm just trying to get rid of it. God, work with me here. Holy shit. When we do the low-key big hog weekend in 2020, can you have Lois make a pillow of dog hair? I'm, I'm sure I could. We can make a dog bed you out of dog get, hair. A whole mattress. Yeah. Jimmy Hart is still running around telling everybody about his ladies' night special at the Tiki Deck. <laughs> Two for one. See that? Two for one. Okay. And now David Crockett there, and David is legitimately mad this is happening. Because people at Disney have, have freaked out by now. Because people in the area were legitimately calling 911. That's right. I mean, this was a real happening. One of the more important nitros ever... But the segment's just too fucking long. Yeah. I've never wanted another Mike Enos match in my life. <laughs> Is that Scotty Riggs covered up there? No one cares. <laughs> my God, it's like he's... Wow. Yeah, but it was it was it was good TV. Uh, I mean, it it ended up being good TV for us. Ended up. Who's the guy? Uh, can you tell us who any of these other guys we don't know are? Oh, the left. The, the West, guy just walked off. Yeah, yeah Wes Benton. He was the Steadicam operator. So he ran your hard cam. Uh, there was a, a a Steadicam, you know, guy that would walk down with the wrestlers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't our, know that phrase. I got you. Yeah, he was our Steadicam operator. Uh, Does he have an apparatus that like? Uh, Connected the camera to his body, yeah, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw Doug and the, the the security guys in the yellow. I think are just gimmick guys, uh, but there were some actual security guys that came back there from Disney. Can you imagine in today's climate, political climate, and terrorism being what it is? How this would have been received? Homeland Security would have come down on us. For Kevin Nash throwing a Mexican yeah, in our trailer? Uh, yeah. Yes. That just sounds like, you know. <laughs> no, they, they really. Live PD on AMC or whatever it is. <laughs> 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 no, they, he would have. He would have. Uh, they would have come down on us. They would have probably come and shut this thing down. Swarmed all over. This guy, I don't know who he is. In the white pants, that's obviously an EMT guy. White pants and white belts were over in 96. Apparently so, say. yeah. And Rick's walking out with him. It would be great if instead of riding in an ambulance, Rick just got in a limo and followed him. <laughs> Wow. Scotty Riggs never got so much attention in his life. This is the most. I what TV. Orange kids thought when they saw this. 
Seriously, you, I mean, he's got to have somebody at the house saying smarten him up. Everything's okay, right? Because can you imagine seeing your dad get put on a stretcher like that? Wow. Jesus, you're right. This is going on for fucking ever. Way too long. So you guys remember watching it when it happened? Did you think it, was, think it was too long at that time? No, you just loved it. No, right? they were kids. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's weird, though, because you can look back now with a more critical eye. Right. And now, because everybody's so, quote, unquote, smart to the business, they feel like, oh, here's what we should have done, or here's what they should have done. But this got people talking, so it worked. Right. It was probably one of the better angles that's ever done, but... Uh, I think hindsight being what it is, you, you would have cut away and did something different. Man, they did put braces around his cabin plants. Look at that. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> he may have asked for it, though. If this was pre-implant, he may have said, cover my minuscule calves. <laughs> Randy Anderson, got an eye patch on? Wow. I think he might be a pirate, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right off the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Well, this took up the the bulk of the show. It's the longest fucking segment ever. Yeah. Do you want to tell it, do your uh, your freestyle rap for everybody? Go ahead. You, are you supposed to begin? Uh, no. Well, I think maybe we should just do that differently. If you need my participation, I do need your participation. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do that a little later for okay. Uh, Patreon. Okay. But you have been working on one. Yes, been working on a freestyle rap that's going to end up being on Patreon. You know, I don't think you can say I've been working on a freestyle rap because that, by definition, <laughs> makes it not a freestyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been thinking about doing a freestyle rap. I'll, I'll let it slide. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Okay. So you know. Can we get another fucking Mike Ennis match? <laughs> Stat. Sting just wants to leave too. Shut the door behind me, goddammit. <laughs> well, I guess in the grand scheme of things, when you think that, in effect, and I guess many fans thought, you guys may have thought this, that the WWF is invading WCW. That... This is important enough to show it the entire way. Oh, oh now there's fireworks. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah, that's right. Arn Anderson's dead. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so now we're going to come back and act like nothing happened. Right. Let's see what match you guys choose to follow that segment. I okay. can't wait. It's our standby match. Oh, the Steiner Brothers against High Voltage. Holy my God. This is what everything that was wrong with WCW right here. I mean, to start the show, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Mike Enos, mm -hmm. as you say. Then that segment, which was phenomenal, lots of star power, big matches, and now high voltage. There was a, amongst the people in the backstage. Look at the crowd, and the crowd goes mild. <laughs> Those kids are mugging because they want to be on screen. When right. you came back from commercial, high voltage should have just been in the ring, and if it was up to me, just already laying down. 
There was a, uh, there were some people uh, that were in the booking part of this that thought that one of the high voltage members, the, the kid with the short black hair, they should have made him a third Steiner brother. And there was a push for that at one time. That's the worst idea I've heard today. Yeah, well, that was true. They were going to make him, they thought he looked like the Steiners with these, and he was strong and he was stout and. Hey, by the way, uh, Jeff Jewett from Vermont owns those jackets right there. Really? Yeah, they're framed in his basement. Wow. Is Jeff with us here? Yeah, doodoo-trucking.com. If you'd like to get some water delivered to your house for your pool, or maybe you've just got a lot of shit in the backyard, <laughs> he'll come take care of it at doodoo-trucking.com. Or if you own a dairy plant and it has a lot of waste that needs to be okay. gotten rid of. All right. I need to ask a question about Doo -doo that. Truck I, I love it. Is Jeff? He's not in here right now. Good. Uh, it's real though. Would you want a guy who sucks up shit for a living to put water in your pool? It's a different truck. All right. <laughs> he's, he's got multiple trucks. He owns a whole trucking company, not okay. a truck. He tells you it is. No, no, no. I've seen okay. I've seen pictures of multiple trucks. Okay. Some are red. Some are gray. Does he does he suck up the shit and filter it out, put it in another truck and dump it into somebody's pool? Can I give you the real deal here? Yeah. He has nothing to do with doo doo. I just made it up on the show. Okay, good. I was trying to be entertaining because okay. you told me once you drove a doo doo truck, <laughs> and I thought, well, we should have a doo doo trucking dot com character. Okay. And I said that, and then he went and bought the domain, which, to my surprise, was available. You can't get any good domains anymore, but doo doo trucking dot com was available. <laughs> And he forwarded it to his company. Okay. Speaking of doo-doo, yeah. right, we got <laughs> high voltage in the ring getting beat up by the Steiner brothers. Mm -hmm. hmm. They did their best with high voltage. I mean, there was a, again, there's a lot of people backstage that liked high voltage. Thought they could give us something, but no. Boy, Scott Steiner's tights like they're right out of 1991, don't yeah, they? Yeah, wow. Where's Rick? He just jumped off the apron. By the way, there has been a, a shuffle of the front row across from the hard cam. Yeah. Cassio's cousin is now gone. <laughs> but those seats are still empty. Yeah, they are. I remember watching this and thinking, somebody's going to come do a run-in or something and they're going to reveal more members of this or that and that's who's going to wind up in those seats right and of course that didn't happen see rick's concerned about what happened in the backstage area i got it now i think he's just looking for his other matching boots <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they stole my boots <laughs> i ain't gonna take this shit anymore i'm getting on the school board <laughs> Uh, by the way, the uh, guy that you said needed to be another Steiner brother, mm -hmm. uh, I believe, uh, is like a high school teacher and a football coach now. Well, I think Rick Steiner becoming a member of the school board in Cherokee County is one of the great post-wrestling stories of all time. If you think about his character and... I think the idea that we renamed them school board and ham cubes yeah. <laughs> has revitalized their career. <laughs> it certainly has helped them out. I just... I just scratched my head at the fact of what he's doing now. 
what he's doing now. How about what you're doing now? That's right. Well, the what happened with Rick when he wanted to run for school board, and I think this is pretty much common knowledge, he wanted to use Rick Steiner, and they said, well, that's not your real name. you got to use your real name. And he thought, well, if I use my real name, I'm not going to get the votes that I need. So there was a big stink about that. Did he change his name legally? Yeah. No, they didn't change his name. He just went with Rob Are you going to change your name legally to Tony Schiavone? <laughs> I better better not. I better... Oh. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think he found out you guys wanted to make his partner the other Steiner brother, so he did a header <laughs> off the top row. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> Oh. What the fuck was that? Fuck. He celebrated, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those fans are really fired up. Yeah. But How would you describe Scott Steiner's hair right there? Where there's no sideburns, but like a mid-back mullet, but look, <laughs> poofy on top. Seriously, his hair looks similar to Tonic and Tane's right there. <laughs> Holy shit. Who would you rather take a lariat from? Rick Steiner or JBL? Or, I'm sorry, a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd rather take it from crowbar. Then Steiner's fucking Steiner line was... The fuck they're improvising here? Oh... <laughs> Tell me what just happened, Tony. Oh, fuck. Can we just see a murder? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. That was more violent than the attack backstage. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. And he just whispered, I killed him. <laughs> Probably in the back they were telling He's the dead! <laughs> They probably got the two teams together in the back and said, you're coming out, out of, a, a, of a mugging. I want you to really be upset and make it look real. It probably, I, I hope they show a replay of that. I'm going to need you to call it. How's oh, he walking? I have no idea, man. Here comes the Steiner line. Yeah, this is going to be a... Watch him. He just hauls off. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll take one from JBL, I think. <laughs> you ready to go? Yeah, hold on. Oh. You ain't no Steiner, brother. <laughs> Whoa. One of those moments where he said, this shit is real. And guess what? It really was. Comes to do trucking.com's jackets. <laughs> so you're gonna take one more look backstage here as the ambulances are finally leaving. Yeah. By the way, let me just say I hope I never have any sort of physical issue in Orlando because it will take a half hour <laughs> to just get me into the ambulance. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> Never wanted a time cue so bad in my life. <laughs> who who was uh, running this uh, crane shot here? Um, it was one of the cameramen from TBS. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 
that clears that up. They know sure. they rotated guys in all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking, what's this motherfucker talk? Fuck you. Okay. okay. Hey, by the way, I don't like Heenan. I'm glad he's gone. All right, there you go. How about that? So take that white pants motherfucker out of here. Okay. You're all stressed out about doing a live show with me in Chicago this weekend at C2E2 yeah. Yeah. at 83whw.com. Yeah. All stressed out about it. Hey, Tony, we haven't talked about it today, but when I see Eric Bischoff, I, I can't help but wonder, are we supposed to be talking about Blue Chew today? Uh, no, Blue Chew is not, 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 this not, week? not this week. No. Okay, cool. Okay. So we can just talk about our super hard dicks next week? Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're, just so we're clear, though, next week you'll probably talk about how Blue Chew gets it so hard even a cat couldn't scratch it? Right. Okay. Okay. My favorite Tony Schiavone is I'm ever. <laughs> oh Jesus! I know I, I asked for this, but I, I'm immediately regretting it. <laughs> These guys look like he look, seriously. Yeah. Boss man looks like he is a reject from the YMCA here. Yes, he does. I feel like this is when Big Vito went to the gay biker club in Sopranos. <laughs> he was wearing that same outfit, but with a dog collar. It's a shame. No, we're getting we're getting ready to have a world title match here, I believe. No, we're not. Really? Yeah, we are. It wasn't the giant, the world champion around this time. Nope. Okay, so Eddie Guerrero's the world champion. No. <laughs> I didn't remember I, that happening here. I thought I thought this was a giant coming out. How about the tree right in the middle of the entrance? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Eddie wishes he'd have missed that in that Corvette, didn't he? <laughs> That didn't kill him. Fuck y'all. I got to tell you, I fucking love Eddie Guerrero's mulleted porn stash look here. He looks like he's operating the goddamn Gravitron at the state fair. Yeah. He knows where the meth in your town is. <laughs> well, listen, I, I've always enjoyed Bossman's WWF work, but can we agree when he wasn't working with Hogan and when he came to y'all, he was not the same? No, he wasn't. But for a big man, he could still do some stuff. Did he tuck his leather pants into his boots? On the right <laughs> On the right side, he did. He's like trying things out. I, I do that with my wife sometimes. Like, should I wear these shoes or these? And I guess he forgot when he was asking Jimmy to untuck one. Man, look at this. He's just waiting for minutes for boss man to turn around. Gave up. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh my God, this is where my hate of white sunglasses comes from. I thought it was Jay-Z. It's Jimmy fucking Hart. He's got the white shades right there. Cassio's cousin's back. Hypothetically. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's got two With seats. those denim shorts. Yep. Like he likes it. <laughs> Hypothetically, if I were to text Jimmy Hart and ask who does his airbrushing, can I get you a blazer with your own face airbrushed on the back? 
Sure. All right. You wear it to shows and whatnot? Yeah. Wouldn't that be gimmick infringement? Uh, nah. It's more of an homage. Okay, an homage to Jimmy Hart? Because you'll just come out and get real high-pitched and talk about <laughs> beans and taters and beer and cans. And whenever we do live shows, you can carry my weed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Jimmy really doesn't look much different now than he did back then. Beans and taters won't age you. No, man. He's, and he, he's well into his 70s. Isn't that crazy to think about Jimmy Hart being in his 70s? Yeah, it is. I guess I should just mention lots of rumor and innuendo about Rick this last week. He's fine. So there's my official statement. He's fine. We're talking about Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop, pop. And that's the official word from the family. Well, yeah, I'm just saying he's fine. You know, there's all this, oh, this happened and that happened and this person said he's fine. Okay. Well, that's good. A lot of rumor and innuendo. All right. You know, Andy Guerrero's questioning his life choices at this point. <laughs> right. Like, I was a big star in ECW. I could have owned Mexico. I wanted to make it in America. Now I'm having a sell for Ray Trailer. <laughs> Ray's a good performer, but man, when he's not the boss man, it just ain't the same. No, you're right. And he went through so many fucking gimmicks. Well, that's your fault. No. You were on the booking committee. Yeah. I, we don't talk about that enough, but you were on that fucking committee. You were in the meetings. I were in the. I was in the meetings. Yes. But who else was in the meeting? Well, there was different times. There was Kevin Sullivan. No, I don't mean that. I just mean other bookers. You weren't in there as the official note taker. No. You were contributing, and you were like, what about the Guardian? <laughs> <laughs> we can't call him the boss, man. What if we just drop man? What if we just call him <laughs> the boss? <laughs> I'm not going to take credit or blame for any of these fucking ideas. Do you remember one idea you ever had no. ever about yeah, anything I, in your life? I, yes, Alexander York and the York Foundation. That was your idea? That was my idea. So, hang on. When Tommy Rich was at the low-key Big Hawk deal, yeah. somebody mentioned, hey, remember when he was Thomas Rich and the computer would tell him how to win matches? Yeah. That was your fucking idea? Uh, well, they, they expand. I came up with the original idea. Why are you backpedaling? Okay. Well, Just fucking own it. You, here's the deal. What I heard was you invented the internet. <laughs> Did you invent the internet? No, I didn't invent the internet. But I came up with the original idea with, with uh, our friend, Terry uh, Boatwright Reynolds. Why are you making a weird face when you say <laughs> she's that? A, she's our friend. I didn't she, say she wasn't. She's okay. a nice lady. Yeah. Look, Paul Bromwell winking at me back there. Okay. I saw her at the uh, 25th anniversary of Raw. Yeah. And she has this dog that she really loves. Right. She pushes it around in a baby carriage. <laughs> That's a hell of an idea. Really? Yeah. You ever try to get on an airplane with a baby carriage? No, but I'd, I'd be good. I'm ready. talking about like Rosemary's baby, baby carriage. Well, when with both- a fucking dog in it. Yeah, you're not kidding. Bug would be comfortable in it. He would, when Bug gets older and he can't walk around, I push him around in it. I'm doing that. All right. 
Well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to introduce you to the miracle of CBD oil, and we're going to put it in Bugs' food. <laughs> He's going to be like a new dog. We should try it with Lois. <laughs> Maybe she likes to clean up the goddamn dog hair. <laughs> I like that idea, man. That's good shit. <laughs> Baby carriage. One, two. I'm excited now. About a baby carriage? Yeah, about being able to push my dog around the baby carriage. You fussed when you brought a, a, a bag to the low-key big dog get-together. Now you're looking forward to pushing dogs? Well, just bug. Baby bug. Yeah, there you go. Did you ever see Eddie's old partner, Art Bar, wrestle? Uh, yeah, he wrestled for us as the juicer. The juicer. Right. What did you think of that juicer character? I didn't like the character, but I liked Art Bar a lot. Why didn't you like the juicer? Well, first of all, it was a ripoff of Beetlejuice. Everything y'all did was a fucking ripoff. You called this guy the boss because you didn't call the boss on <laughs> You had the fucking renegade. Okay. Now you're shitting on ripoff ideas. I just didn't like the gimmick. I did, but I liked our bar. So tell the truth. Wait, what are they doing right now? I feel like this is Vito from Sopranos yeah. right now. <laughs> Efren is oddly quiet right now. <laughs> so chat me up. Why didn't you like the juicer? I I just didn't. I didn't like. It looked like, i tell you what it looked like. Is that the most legit wow. inside cradle you've ever seen wow. in your entire life? Like, that looked like that was really going to work, like, for real. Is it just me, or does that look like Bill Watts a little bit in the front row? I've been calling him Cassio's cousin, but <laughs> could also be Bill Watts. Mm. Stop doing shit off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> he chopped him and fell. <laughs> That's the move. Yeah. You love when they mug to the camera, don't you? Oh, I fucking hate it. Boy, he's trying to like talk seductively to you. <laughs> I know you're watching, Efren. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> oh, shit. Are you going to count? His shoulders are down. You got to admit, Eddie's doing a hell of a job bumping for him. But shit, Eddie could bump for anybody. Holy shit. Down on the mat and grab a hold. <laughs> Trying to get that Latino heat going. So, why didn't you like? Tell me about Art Bar. No, so I, 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 I don't like I, the juicer. Thought, what I about thought, the performer, the man oh, behind I told the paint? The performer, he was very good. He was kind of ahead of his time when we had him, and uh, he could do some some great shit. Why didn't it work out? You guys just put him in a shit gimmick. Yeah. Should you have made him the goddamn candy man? <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't have worked either. What about Glacier? He could have been Glacier. Yeah. Oh, God. Mortis. <laughs> Arachnaman. What other shitty gimmicks do we Y'all are wrong for Arachnaman. What? <laughs> 
By the way, when we had uh, Tommy Rich as our surprise guest for yeah. night one of the low-key Big Hog get-together, right? somebody said, is PN News coming tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted to unfriend someone in real life <laughs> until right then. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> PN News. That's actually going to be my Halloween costume this year. <laughs> if I just get tan and cut my hair short, yo, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo, I'm fucking in. CT News. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I liked PN News. <laughs> I did. Fuck you. <laughs> What's your favorite PN News match? Uh, it was actually the scaffold match. <laughs> he just laid down the whole time. I he didn't do anything. It was fucking hilarious. I'm thinking he's going to shit his pants anytime now. He was so fucking scared. But that's the one I remember more than Look anything. Look at Eddie Guerrero trying to make chicken salad. Yeah. Lord bless him. Oh, here we go. Here goes a stupid finish. I bet the goddamn megaphone comes in. <laughs> Oh, the how did I know? <laughs> well, anyone? How, how about, about that? that? Well, the right guy won. I can't shit on this. <laughs> you can shit on it. Bill anything. Watts was not high fiving his ass <laughs> at all. <laughs> Oh my God, Bill Watts, big old boy too. Dude, you're in a jacket just like that. Oh, they're getting pissed oh, off. Oh, with tails. I need it with tails. <laughs> Put bug on the back. That'd be yeah, great. that'd be great, man. <laughs> bug in a baby stroller on the back. <laughs> you should try talking, Tony. Okay. Look at look at this fucking shot. What are you doing right now? Call us. Here we go. Eddie coming up. What, what did he call this move? Conor? Tornado DDT. Tornado DDT. It kicked him in the stomach. Kicked him in the stomach. Sunset flip. Sunset Tony. flip over the top. He tries to get the megaphone, and the megaphone falls out. Jimmy Jet down for the one, two, three. How about that? And the fans go wild here at Disney. Eddie Guerrero in the tree. <laughs> Your winners. <clears throat> That tree was over. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing right now? Oh God. We're watching one of the one of the Oh, here we go. Okay. The funny announcement. By the way, this is one of the best segments you guys did. I love the little announcement like they had bought time. Hulk right. Hogan's a bad guy here. What's he saying here? Mm. well, he's not talking here. Do voiceovers? No, you don't want to do that okay. on the show. I don't feel. Well, they've all heard about my thermos, brother, and now they're joining me here in the new world order. <laughs> We're here to fuck your wives, Bubba. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> your first wife, your second wife, your third wife will fuck all your wives, Bubba. <laughs> Yo, that's right. I'll fuck them, and then I'll get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
going to make all the money, brother, because we're here to rape, pillage, and plunder. Yeah, and I'm still going to get fucked up. What do you think, man? This is seriously some of the best vignettes. Yeah, that you guys did. They let uh, they didn't they. This is a a Neil Pruitt creation. It really is. I mean, he he came up with all this stuff and this idea how to shoot it. There's another guy named Mike Shockett that they used. Some very creative guys that we had that did a lot of our videos and stuff. So I'm doing all the talking. Hulk Hogan here is trying to transition from, we know something, dude. Right. And he hasn't quite yet gotten it. And allegedly these were shot um, over like an entire day because they kept trying to redo it. And the solution, when they couldn't just get a one-take, more traditional feel, was to do all these cutaways. And it was pretty innovative at the time because usually it was a stand up, right? You know, three, two, one, and then everybody does their deal and cut. But here they just did a lot of segments, splice it together, different camera angles, black and white. They made it work. But allegedly that was because Hulk Hogan was still not used to being a heel and was used to being sort of more over the top 80s wrestling, less, more subdued, cool, laid back. And then we're seeing them here. And the, the the end result was great. Give some credit to, to who helped put this together. Yep. And give Hogan some credit, too. If if he was still in his 80s wrestling mode here, he certainly did morph into the, a great heel character. Oh, without question. Yeah. I just mean, you know, I know Craig Leathers was there. I know that Neil Pruitt was there. Who else helped put these vignettes uh, together? Again, Mike Shockett was one. We had a Kemper Rogers was our uh, was our editor. And he he would at the in the edit suite come up with all these ideas for effects and things that we can do. And Kemper Rogers is is a kid that nobody really talks about, but uh, is one of the most talented kids I've ever worked in the edit suite with. And of course, you know, if somebody had a creative had an idea or had an idea for do something like this, you know, we would go with it. But- I love the Hogan is. Pitching Road Wild here, or Hog Wild, and he's saying there's going to be 500,000 Harley Davidsons. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he just said there's going to be 500,000 Harley Davidsons there mm. uh, at the show. Right. Where he's going to slam Andre, who weighed 2,100 pounds. <laughs> Metallica will be opening, he'll be playing bass. <laughs> okay. And all those 500,000 Harley people have to be. Eating supper that night, so he's going to hook it up on his George Foreman grill. (laughs) Boy, this kind of went on and on, too, didn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Neil Pruitt was the voice of the NWO. He did all the voice, that NWO voice. And I think we're still going to see the world champion here. I love those. I love these entrance shots. I really? really? Did. Oh, yeah, I did. The big wide. The big wide. Over the top. Seeing a part of I'm, my, my arm's itching now. <laughs> Why are you so scratchy here? <laughs> I don't know. 
We are literally in a state of shock right now. <laughs> I don't know what kind of watch I have right there. Conroy, you're a watch guy. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the old school Casio G-Shock. Yeah, it is. It probably was. Oh, my God. What the fuck was that lady doing? <laughs> oh, I'm still itching. What the fuck? What else is going on in this, man, I'm, in this show? I'm yanking Are we going off stuff. the air? Trying to sell the NWO announcement? Mm-hmm. These, these guys were drinking last night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now I'm smelling my thumb. What the fuck am I doing? Were you, was that Deborah on your fingers? Or what's going on? Wow. Oh, my God. We're, we're going to show it again? Oh, Jesus. I'm oh. going to the bathroom. <laughs> That's time for a bathroom break then. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Stay here. Why? Nothing's happening. We're watching the same shit again. Have fun. You're missing some great spots here, Conrad. Oh, like that (laughs) fucking lariat. Compare that clothesline to Rick Steiner's. Holy shit. Wow. (laughs) Fucking Jimmy. (laughs) Come on down. Come on down. Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Conrad and Tony said they're going to come here and do a podcast. <laughs> so we have some have some, have some business. Yeah. Oh, I hope they show. I hope they hear. Oh no, there's Scotty. Oh, fuck you guys. Okay. Oh, Zabisco just called them coward jerks. And now here's the big moment. I love this, man. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Should have gone right through a fucking... That would have been great. Just through a window. Yeah. Yeah, well, the reason he's got so many knee problems is that he... Yeah, it's... Does crazy shit. All right, so they just showed a little bit of that. And Conrad's still taking a piss. <laughs> I can't do this thing on my own, man. It's... Yeah. You know, you're right. I guess in the, it would have been a drone shot in today's, uh, today's climate with all the uh, technology and everything we got going on. What would you think? This, I love this. I really thought the entrance was great. Oh my God, Greg the Hammer Valentine! Oh God, you this made it. This is about to pick up. <laughs> you made, you made it back just in time. Watch out for the tree. <laughs> I wish he would have ran into the tree and the tree went over. <laughs> we'll take Arn Anderson's. Oh, Greg is taking Arn Anderson's place. Okay, he's a sub. I got it now. It's the only way he got on Nitro. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you, I know you're going to say bullshit, but back in the Mid-Atlantic days, he was a big star. He really was.
He always talked about his brother, Johnny Valentine, and then they revealed on one of the editions of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling that he was, in fact, the son of Johnny Valentine. And that was a big angle. Here he is. Here's your world champion. Rocking that big gold belt, looking as only it can look. Mm -hmm. The giant here had no theme song. Do you think he should have? Yeah. I think everybody should have a theme song. What would his theme song sound like? Hum it. Doom. 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 That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. We're good. Here come Bertha Butt. Doom. Doom. And the Butt Sisters. Doom. 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 I'll suck it to you, baby. What are you doing right now? I'm doing the troglodyte song. <laughs> Am I the only one that knows that? Yes. Okay. Did Jimmy get paid more for being in everything? <laughs> no, Jimmy Jimmy just Jimmy was a hard working son of a bitch. Repeat the question. Don't, they didn't hear it on the mic. Okay, then hear it. Would, would, did Jimmy get paid extra for being in every segment? And the answer is no. He just wanted to be out there. Oh. Don't. Need to look up that, that song, the troglodytes, and the birth of butt bump. No, my doctor told me my troglodytes are way too high. <laughs> hey, we got a world title match. Greg yeah, Valentine. Process this. This okay. is your main event. Right. Greg fucking Valentine yeah. is challenging for the world title. It was going to be Arn Anderson. And then Arn. Well, Big Show's picked up a little bit of weight in these days, hadn't he? Holy shit. How about those Valentine chops, though? Those yeah. were legit. Oh, yeah. Listen, I know I'm going to be horribly insensitive here, but have you seen the picture mm. of uh, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake sitting yeah. in recliners? Yeah. Somebody yeah. photoshopped out their uh weed pipe and photoshopped in a remote control uh -huh. but nobody holds a remote control like this right right <laughs> right and so they photoshopped in a remote but it's clearly a weed apparatus <laughs> and um every time i see that picture i just assume that that's beefcake's girlfriend because <laughs> seriously greg valentine right here you can't tell me he doesn't look like well Melissa Etheridge's girlfriend. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to end right now. That's the way to take the choke slam. Oh. Just get to the second rope yeah. and then, you know, no pain. Right. No fuss. Oh, my God. He'll do it again. Yeah, I don't think Valentine was ready for that. That's the reason he got on the second <laughs> rope. Wow. Clean job. One, two, three. Wait, you thought Valentine <laughs> gonna be a screw job finish on Valentine? <laughs> Look at Jimmy. Jimmy Hart. He's promoting those specials. Yeah. Here comes some spit. Wait yeah. for it. <laughs> What's he saying, you fucker? Oh, there you go. Right. that spit. I that's, called it. It's exactly right. All right, we're hopefully going to get a replay here from Castor Oil or Nestle Crunch or some bullshit. Okay. Give us a line okay. here. Okay. Not one, but two giant choke slams. It's what happened earlier, Conrad, that got him so mad and so upset and so violent. 
I can just read what I was saying there. One, two, three, and the winner is the world champion. Still the world heavyweight champion. What a main event, huh? What a great main event for a great show. Can you imagine had you guys tried to do, like if Vince Russo was here, what if Greg Valentine won the belt? <laughs> Swerve, bro. No one would call it. <laughs> Fuck Shawn Michaels. We got Greg the Hammer Valentine. Bro. 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 What do you think Mean Gene's saying here? Yeah. So well, here's what I want to ask you, uh, big guy. Okay, cool. You're big. You got big arms. How big is your dick? <laughs> well, you heard him talk about a roll of baloney. That's right. I've heard him talk about a roll of baloney. You can't say how big is your dick and throw to me. <laughs> That's not how this works. Yes, it is how you work. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Gene would say, it would be a goal of mine to have... That's the most inside joke that's, that's of the entire joke. day. Okay. It would be a goal of mine to have a dick the size of yours. Well, I have no dick to spare. I don't even have a kidney to spare. But, Jesus Christ, he's spitting all over the fucking place. Follow Eric Bischoff hates uh, Paul White. Do you know that? He does? Have we brought this up before on the podcast? Yeah, many, many times. You just forget it as soon as we click stop. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know if you saw, but Jimmy Hart has Kevin Sullivan airbrushed on the tip of his tie as the taskmaster. Wow. Because he's in the Dungeon of Doom, which you've told me off air is your second favorite group right behind the horseman. Yes. I love the Dungeon of Doom. Look at that fucking yeah, look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and he's cross-eyed at the bottom as well. Yeah, baby, I just want to let everybody know that as soon as Nitro's over, come on down to Jimmy Hart's world-famous bar, Dickie Dick. We got beer in cans, baby. Cans, because we're right on the beach. Can't have glass on the beach. And we've also got beans and taters. And <laughs> even though the wrestling's over, the football is forever, thanks to the NFL Sunday ticket. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you fucking go off the air, bro. That's it. With a Jimmy Hart promo. No. <laughs> Who was putting this shit together no. in 1996? Yeah. Oh, man. Flying burrito. Reversed. Third time we're going to see it in the show. We saw the second time when you went to take a piss. Wow. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tony, when I look at my watch, I feel like it's about that time. It is about that time, and we're coming to you here from our low-key big hog event. Paul Bromwell is in the ring. Paul Bromwell is in the ring going up against Greg the Hammer Valentine. You talk about two stiff son of a bitches right there going at it tooth and nail. Back and forth they go. Sledgehammer, clothesline. Oh, my God. Here comes Super Dave. He takes off his shirt. He's going to be the special referee. Super Dave's going to be the special referee. Here comes doo-doo truck Jeff Jewett. He's going to dump a pile of shit on the pile of shit. And we're out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network as well as on Patron. 
promotional consideration paid for by the following. I'm old and I'm tired and I don't want to be here. But here I am in a closet recording something for Tony Schiavone. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about BoxyGimmicks.com. With new items each week, it's the official store of what happened when, something to wrestle with, in 83 weeks. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life, or something for yourself. You deserve it, not really. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hug or a glass-bottom boat runner? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express or the Slapdick Nation? I don't know what they are, but they sound like something that you want to do because it's all about you. If you want to be a part of that... You can join Conrad Thompson and Tony Schiavone with bonus podcasts, behind-the-scenes videos, live weekly chats, and new content each week. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Sounds like a headache. And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When right now over at LoisRules.com. Lois is the only one that likes me. And I'm the only one that likes the dog hair. It's fun. You're not fun. She's fun. I'm fun. We're fun. Deal with it. And by C2E2 After Dark. That sounds like something I did last night. Anyway, uh, C2E2 After Dark. Presenting Conrad Thompson, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff. Friday, March 22nd at 8 p.m. Central at McCormick Place in Chicago. Tickets available at showclicks.com slash event slash WHW83. And by Starcast 2. Coming to Las Vegas, May 23rd through the 26th, as part of Double or Nothing Weekend. I once did Double or Nothing Weekend with a girl named Sally, and I don't remember, but it was fun, I think. Go to StarCast.com for more information. All right, Tony, now let me out of this closet. Tony! 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 Damn you, Shivani! Damn you! The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 